0: Hey everybody, Mitch Blackfoot, Anthony, and we're in the heart of Myrtle Beach, right here at 501 at the Asher Theater. James Stevens, the man of a thousand voices and his wife have put together this theater that brings you so much entertainment. We got plays, we got bands, we got other shows, entertainment all around. James, the man of a thousand voices, come check him out. You'll be really, really glad you did. Well, we're gonna talk to James today and he's gonna give us the scoop on all of this. This is Mitch Blackfoot Anthony, and this is Signature X. Hey everybody, we're back and we're inside the Asher Theater with the one and only James Stevens, man of a thousand voices. Oh
1: man, that. man, I can't believe I'm Chris Rock today. <laughs> nah, nah, man, we do we do a lot of voices here. People oh, yeah. try not to give them a thousand a show. I give them about twenty. Yeah, that would take a while. That's right. Make like a one show I'm would last a week. Coming back, man. They always come back. <laughs> you know, I'm like, well, well, there you go again. Well, I can't rap. Someone asked me one time, they said, uh, they said, Mr. President, did you ever fly an airplane? And I said, yes. And then movie Lassie comes home.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's funny, man. Not only does James do voices, he's a talent with with instruments. He's all over the place. He's got videos,
1: DVDs. And this foundation, tell, tell us about this foundation. Well, this is the James Stevens III Scholarship Foundation. The reason why I'm back in South Carolina in the first place is because the fact that I was born in South Carolina, I was adopted to, mm-hmm. so, uh, since I've come back, I started a foundation 25, 30 years. I've been helping kids in the state of South Carolina, South Carolina, North Carolina, Virginia, sometime in, in of DC. And we've raised over half a million dollars in laptop computers and financial aid for kids. That's what my folks did for me. Nice,
0: nice, I hear you, man. I love kids, I know kids. I can't wait till this show gets big enough to where I can contribute more to something like that.
1: Oh man, it's going, it's growing all the time, man. Yeah, it's gonna make yeah. this
0: work. Yeah. Well, tell us, tell us, uh, how did James Stevens create James, James Stevens? How old were you when you first started well, doing this?
1: Well, doing comedy, I mean, when I was growing up as a kid, I used to, I mimic a lot of people so I could do the impressions and stuff like that. But not until I got older, I started playing piano, I played piano as a musician and all that, And then I? uh, In Seattle, uh, they had, when I was in college, they had this this, uh, stand-up comedy competition. And you know, I mean, I did impressions and stuff like that, so I thought maybe I can do this. And so this is really weird, like it was a hundred comedians from around the country, and they they perform for two weeks and then the finalists go and play at the paramount the famous paramount uh uh theater in uh seattle nice and first year i made it to the finals nice, nice. A, you know so i had 100 comedians the top five go to the finals i oh. came in fifth but i was really proud because i the first time i ever done it so, oh yeah cool. oh yeah if so, you put a little work behind it cool. yeah so i went from five four i went to three and I thought I should've won at three. <laughs> and, and I got upset, so I said, you know what? I'm just gonna move straight to LA. Right, right. And I, I left to move down to Los Angeles and the rest is history. Within four years, I signed a deal with Columbia Pictures and mm-hmm. I started on a television show with Jennifer Anderson, uh, Dana show, Steve Carell, Will Ferrell. I worked with all those guys. Well, that's, I mean, that's not a bad time frame. I mean, that's pretty quick, four years. Yeah, that's true. Well. You know, I've been working, you know, yeah. but it, it was uh, in the 90s, 90s when it all started to click mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. Now, there's stories. Of, uh,
0: I have some friends that have like a daughter or a son that went out there. And um, and one of my friends, he, he, his daughter wanted to go out there and do that. And, you know, he, he supported her. And she said, okay, I'll drive you out there and fly back.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and he was against it, but he loves her. He wants her to try it, you know. So he drives her out there. And lo and behold, four days later, she calls him back, Daddy, I got a part on West Wing. Oh, that's <laughs> amazing, yeah. Four days. Four days. You know, so it's it, this business is very unpredictable and predictable at the same time, You know, if that makes any sense to anyone. Uh, but that's what Signature Licks is all about. We're trying to let the audience, let you guys know the things that musicians, actors, comedians, entertainers in general go through and, um, you know, just try to humanize us a little bit because the audience usually just sees us
1: like this and we see them like this. Right. You know, you know they see the glamour shots. I mean, they don't really see. A lot of times people don't see the struggle. Right. And the struggle is like, I mean, you get to L.A. and, you know, I'm a comedian. Right. so. And, and, and this is, you know, you're going from really being an amateur to the professional world. Right. And these guys, these people don't play. Kind of like me, kind of like me right now. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they really don't play. Like, you go to the world's famous comedy store, and there's a line at 5 o'clock standing around to be on to get three minutes. Right. Okay, you go to the improv, same thing. Right. And I mean, the Laugh Factory, same thing. These are the three of the top... Comedy clubs in the world, yes. But but for us amateurs just moving there, we thinking, oh, dude, it's just like being in Seattle, but it's not like that. And Bud Friedman, rest rest in peace, he died recently. Yeah. Bud Friedman was like this. I remember meeting him at the the improv, and I say, "Uh, uh, Mister Freeman, I'm a comedian, and he said, Where is this little barnacle? And he goes good for you and away, okay? And then Missy Shore would do the same thing. She talks like this, I'm sorry, come back next year. I mean, that's the kind of thing would happen and it really, you humbled you, it humbled you. Yeah. It humbled you. Yeah. So years and years later, and you have to prove yourself. Yeah. And then there's some people like Eddie Griffin who came down, you know, Parking cars. He worked in the parking parking cars stuff like that. Didn't have an act. He was just doing the Richard Pryor stuff. Right. Okay. And then Dice Clay liked him a lot. Dice Clay blew up. Oh, yeah. You know, Dice Clay sold out of the form and in the Madison Square Garden within like ten minutes. Mm-hmm. So Missy wanted uh, wanted uh, her to take uh, him to take me to open be to open the act. So once if he takes you now, you're a star because you're gonna be performing in front of like millions of people. Exactly. Exactly. He took Eddie Griffin. Ah. And Eddie Griffin went poof. Oh yeah. And yeah. blew up. Yeah. But that's the that's the same thing. Like you got enough followers now, it's about followers. Right. You got enough followers, but once you get that exposure, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's, that's yeah, that's but I is. feel absolutely blessed, you know, to mm-hmm. have the opportunity. And you can look around you. you see some of these pictures. Of oh, absolutely, we're Jennifer going to talk Gen- about this. Yes, Jennifer Aniston, Oprah right there, Maya Angelou. You got to understand that, uh, you know, I'll well, tell you what, what uh, Laura Michaels told me, okay. Saturday Night Live. Saturday Night Live yeah. So they had already, you know, I had two shows pursuing me. That was, there was Saturday Night Live, and there was a, sh- a show called The Stephanie Miller Show. Okay. And she was, uh, uh, she's still on the radio. But she, uh, they took her from radio to her own late night show. Now that's when, you know, Roseanne, they, or all these guys, you remember they were doing all these shows, Arsenio. Yeah, right. So they, uh, they were like, okay, I want you to, uh, um, Saturday Night Live, they were Courtney, NBC, Courtney, mm-hmm. Courtney. The people on the other show was Courtney. Uh, NBC wanted me to do SNL because SNL was really was tanking. It was terrible. Yeah, I remember that. Point. And so, yeah, that was a class with Will Ferrell, Sherry O'tierry, uh Chris Kattan, all of us guys, you know, from yeah. the ground lanes. I was in LA. We went out and we, we did the show. Yeah. And uh, I turned down Saturday Night Live mm. because I was thinking that this show was going to be better than Saturday Night Live. They promised me everything that I would play all kinds of characters and all that. Right. But he came back and, you know, kicked me in the
0: butt. Yeah, we make a lot of bad decisions, but all of them are going forward. I mean, you're, you're moving forward, and you, you make a, you know, a hiccup here and there, but the point is, is that you're moving forward, and you're not giving up on yourself. Now, when we come back, we're gonna to talk to James about some of the people that he's met over his career. I mean, I'm looking all around his theater here. Uh, I mean, you know, it's got everything. Uh, It seems like he knows everybody, period. So when we come back and later on in some of the clips, you'll see some of the theater. And we'll talk about some of these stars that he's acquainted with. (laughs) This is signature Alex. We'll be right back.
2: Here at Perfect Pitch, our mission is to perfectly pitch your brand by cultivating well-crafted stories to bring your products and services into focus. In a collaborative team effort, we strategically slide into your business to gain full insight of who you are, what you do, and where you want to be. Through our unique process of analyzing the market and your competitors, we cover all the bases to make you more visible and elevate your business to that next level. We establish the value of your brand by creatively producing a clear, concise, and relatable message that will be sure to hit Get home with your customers while striking out the competition.
0: We're back at the Asher Theater with James Stevens, and we're going to talk about some of these stars that you
1: met. What's oh, going on, man? Man, I met, I met, gosh, I've been so blessed. You know, if you look back on the wall, you'll see a, a journey. I call it a journey because, I mean, when I, when I was a kid, when you were talking about being a kid, but when I was a kid, they used to have the Columbia the Columbia Records. Remember that? Yeah. Columbia Records. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And so, uh, my folks would get all these albums. And the, all the albums were have Rita we Franklin on it, Bill Cosby on it, all these singers and stuff like that. Uh, and what happened was, the amazing thing is always like, man, I was like, God, I want to meet these people. And I got to meet most of those people and more. Yeah. And everything has been, it's been like, it's a story with all of them. So, I mean, if you look around, you want to ask me about it. Uh, oh, I say Oprah, you know, I mean, uh, I I always wanted to meet her I, you know I was like cuz she was like the biggest thing in the world. Oh yeah, absolutely. And in Hollywood everybody wanted to be on Oprah. Mm-hmm. And so it's like I was like god I am going to meet her. I don't know what's up with her but but it was it was toward the end of the Oprah show that I really got to meet her. And and it was weird because I met her because I was performing at, at a couple of places. I was in DC and and I was at another place in Chicago and there was a guy named Bob Brown. Bob Brown, you probably don't know. If I tell you who he was, then you'll probably be like, oh, well, he was assistant to Richard Nixon. He was assistant to Richard Nixon. He's in North Carolina, he lived from North Carolina. Mm-hmm. You know, black Republican, one of the hugest black Republicans in the state because he never moved to DC. He stayed, even though he was assistant, sure. has kept his roots in North Carolina. Okay. But he, he and, and Stedman Graham, you see a picture of Stedman up there, he and Stedman are like tight, all right? He introduced Stedman to Oprah, all right? all right? So he saw me, I performed for, for Stedman in Chicago. He saw me in Chicago. This guy is sort of like, the, he's like the godfather, like he wrote me a letter <laughs> and I'm like, how did he get my address? Right, right. And right. he says, I want to meet you personally. He wrote me a letter and I was like, who is this guy? He invited me to his home. I went to his home. We're sitting at his house. He says, "Listen, I, I want to introduce you to Oprah because I think you're one of the, the, the greatest performers I had ever seen." That's what he said to me. Yeah, that's nice. Man. And he so says, "He says I want the world to know who you are." You know, he's not the first person that said that. Dick Clark said that. But me. this guy's got pull. But he does have some <laughs> pull. So he says, "What?" He said, "Right now, get in the car with me. I'm going to take you to meet someone." So I got in the car with him. You thought, it, you, did you think he was going to whack you? Nah, nah. <laughs> you no, know, no. I mean, he's credentialed, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He, he was, you know. You just, can, that just makes it legal. <laughs> you, you can Google him and you'll see that he was like, he was legit. Yeah. I didn't know who he was until I Googled him. Sure. And then all of a sudden I'm like, whoa, you know what I mean? Yeah. He drove me over to My angelo's house. Wow. My Angelus opened the door, invited me in. We sat around her table and talked. For hours. Nice. Nice. And, that's beautiful. And that's where our relationship started. And so from that, I performed at Maya's 80th birthday and her 85th birthday. Oh, that's
2: awesome.
1: Yeah. So. Now, see,
0: that's a prime example of who you know. Yeah. yeah. Who you know. But you got you to gotta be in the right spot at the right time. And you're not going to do that by sitting on the couch. You got to get out there and do it. You know, and then you start meeting these folks, like, just like I met him. Yeah,
1: know. well, it's the same thing. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty
0: cool, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I can't. I can't wait to play the theater again. Okay,
1: you guys are going to play get theater? That's right. December 11th, you're going to exactly. be exactly. back. Exactly. And you're going to be playing Gary Gary louder and the Smoking Hot Band. And but Mitch has his own thing, so oh, I, yeah, I, I, I love I, what got, you
0: do. I, I, we got this. Me and my partner Jay. Yeah, yeah. You know, I do a little radio and stuff like that. I'm trying to get out there. And that's what it's about. Yeah, that's absolutely, absolutely. So you are a comedian you want to leave us before commercial with a joke well see you know you know
1: people J, Jay always asked me about this this joke he likes okay. About. okay because when I moved back here you know to South Carolina I, I moved here and I have my grandmother still lives in Conway she's 93 years old okay. and so I forgot you know I' am Catholic now so I, I forgot some of the jargon like I forgot that a that that the grandma chest was called a hoe. Oh, right. yeah, so, so I called my grandmother out, and this is a true story. I called. Her, I said, "Grandmother, what you doing?" She said, "Baby, I'm outside hoeing." And I said, "Grandmother, you hoeing?" She said, "Yes, I am." I said, "Grandma, you hoeing by yourself?" No, I'm in a couple of girls from church. We're hoeing together. I said, "Grandmother, there's no way you hoeing." I said, "How long you been hoeing?" She said, "35 years." I said, "35 years, you ever get tired of hoeing?" She said, "Sometimes my knees be bothered." I said, "Grandmother." No way you whore. And she said, well, your mother was the biggest whore in South Carolina. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh,
0: wow. That's
1: awesome. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well,
0: this is Signature Links. And when we come back, we're going to see James on the stage doing some of his things, show you the theater that he has here. Beautiful theater, James. Beautiful. Oh, nice. um, James is all over the place. He does a lot of things for the community. He's, he's definitely becoming a pillar of Myrtle Beach. So this is Signature Licks and we'll be right back.
2: Welcome to the Production Warehouse. The Production Warehouse is a premier live stream soundstage studio conveniently located in the heart of Myrtle Beach. We stage, film, and broadcast multiple types of shows. Anything from a live concert performance to local and regional TV style talk and news shows. We also write, produce, and create promotional ad spots for web, TV, and radio. The Production Warehouse is a service company that facilitates the marketing needs of local business and entertainment industry professionals. Our dedicated staff takes pride in every aspect of your media project. We utilize area professionals and resources necessary to ensure that we render the best service possible. For all of your production needs, please contact us at 843-267-3818.
0: Do the
1: night time, baby, the right time to be with the one you love, baby. That was 1986. I was at the World's Fair with Ray Charles. It was really incredible. That was, like, that was basically that, that Ray Charles, opening for Ray Charles was the gateway to my, uh, my showbiz career. Because in 1986, I was living in Seattle, Washington, and I got asked to come up to the World's Fair and open for Ray Charles. Johnny Cash, they had some young girls at my show. Did I, say, I said, Man in Black, they go, oh, my God, Will Smith. A lot of times when I do Johnny Cash, people can they don't they don't think I'm doing it. So here's for, for all the people down there in Chicago, Johnny Cash. Read my lips. <laughs> astonished to be here. I'm I'm having fun. Yes, God is good. Huh? what you say? God is good, isn't he? This is a Christian theater. We didn't even serve beer or wine in here until the Christians came. There were 200 Christians in here and they were complaining like, you don't serve wine. I said, Jesus drank wine. I said, thank God he didn't smoke crack. I'm not going to serve you crack in here. Yo, what's up, it's James Stevens III. Listen, I, I do a lot of really cool things around the community. Matter of fact, my foundation has given over half a million dollars of uh, financial aid and laptop computers to kids in this area. So this is some of the really cool stuff that we sell during the show. This is my Your Mama Joke CD, Chris Rock versus Eddie Murphy, Ray Charles, You know, Bernie Mac versus Richard Pryor. This is really cool. And this right here is 50 pictures of the jokes. You'll see the pictures of the jokes that I drew. This is awesome. And I opened in New York City on April 29th with my opening for my art opening. This is my DVD, and you can also buy the artwork. All the proceeds go to kids. This is James Stevens III, and I'd like to thank Signature Licks for having me.